dogs in the yard Might need a guard Every loss taken to heart Me first, that cannot be Must be these underdog episodes, see? Feeling much better, so suddenly Under the Monica, Monica G Crafted at night while all of them sleep I won't look a fool Taking this tool, defeating the opposition around me No, no, I'm not sorry Yes, I'm taking this knowledge and party Just barking, no harm, don't be startled Yes, I'm taking the title And it's so vital Thanks for the ride, I'll never be idle Turn up the dial, it's about to get wild And the points go Dallas the underdog bite down up at the day and the night now easy as flying a kite now come take a look at it right now Dallas the underdog bite down up at the day and the night now easy as flying a kite now come take a look at it right now everyone welcome to episode 122 Dynasty underdog I'm your host Jared Dawkins with me tonight as always Billy Beeman Josh Goldberg what to do what is up not much, man. Not much. Uh, I think everybody's either starting their playoffs this week or this is the last week before playoffs, as it should be. But it's coming down to crunch time. I think everybody knows exactly where their teams stand now. There might be like one or two, like I'm win, I'm in. But like if you're if you're waiting on this week to win to get it in, like you're not really in. Yeah, I'm getting super excited now. I mean, like you said, it's it's crunch time and everybody knows where they're at. Everybody's making a move one way or another. So you're either making trades. If you're not contending or you're you're just, you know, trying to make that extra move to to make it all happen. It's kinda of, it's crazy. Like I feel I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of matchups this year matter at the end here. So at least for me, I mean. So it's a it's it's a fun season. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the playoffs. This is the time of year, man. I mean, I don't think I can remember another year when I've been in so many leagues that the last place for playoff push has come down to points for how how many teams are tied heading into this week right now. Yeah. A little ridiculous, but it's also awesome at the same time. Yeah. Uh, our listener league, Dynasty Underdog Listener League 2, that one is really tight. I think there's like five, eight, and four, or whatever it is. Yeah, eight, eight and five, five teams. Yeah, whatever it is now. Yeah. So it's it's coming right down to it. I think every matchup is going to matter for positioning, at least here at the end, uh, for, for that league for sure. But yeah, man, this is it's cool. It's really fun. We'll, we'll, uh, We'll see what happens. We'll keep everybody updated. Seems like a lot of teams, like where most of the leagues I'm in, there's like two like definite bottom teams. They're like, they weren't trying from the beginning. So like kind of elevates everybody, right? Yeah. So there's like all these like eight and five teams, all these like seven and six, you know, they're all right there. It's like winning in this week. So it, it's been fun. It's definitely interesting. I think it was like the hype of the 23 class kind of pushed that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll see how it all pans out. But this is a fun time of year. I'm I'm scared now though. I've had a really good regular season, so I imagine the postseason <laughs> is not going to go as well. You, you know, got this. the bottom's going to fall out. The bottom's going to fall out. I have like four first place teams, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not going to win a single one of them. I'll probably get a win from one of my second or third place teams. You know, <laughs> uh, Scott Fishbowl. I'm still I'm still going strong. How y'all doing? I'm still going. Strong. I don't, I don't know about yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm crawling to the finish line so we'll see i mean samaja pirine's points would have helped on my bench last week instead of i forgot what quarterback got negative points for me kyle allen or somebody like that <laughs> so yeah it's uh i mean it's tough man you're making tough decisions this time of year lost a lot of players i'm sure everybody has so yeah it's uh it's tough, but still going, still going for sure. They definitely an injury riddled season for sure. Yeah, yeah. This is like one of those years. It's like, man, I always tell people like to blow their fab early, and I'm like, why did I do that? Like th- this year, I really could have used some. Yeah, in redraft, it's yeah. it's it can be helpful for sure. All right, topping some news nonsense. So Jimmy G, he went out with a foot injury. 
news say that it's not as bad as they think it's going to be, but he's still going to be out for the season. So is it Brock Purdy season? For now. <laughs> like, I mean, short. it's easy to say when there's only a few games left. Is it Brock Purdy? Does he have a chance to be anything but end of this season anything? Well, considering that Brady is 6-0 against, I believe it's rookie quarterbacks, he does not bode well for this week, and we'll have to see what happens, but my money is not on him. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sure he could steer the ship with you know with all the weapons around him for a bit but at some point it, it'll probably become too much for him against you know an actually solid defense in the playoffs so yeah I, I mean i'd be trying to sell the shit out of him if i could if he has yeah. you know it, especially i mean if i if i could sell him for i mean you got him off waivers probably so it, it's up to you if you can get anything for him that may be enough for you i'd like to reach for the second you know what i mean like if i can if I can go there, I will. And if that means, you know, holding on to him through this week, maybe he has a good week and he's probably, he is starting the rest of the season. So you have chance, you know, opportunities for him to improve his play enough to trade him for something more than he's worth right now. But yeah, man, I mean, the whole idea is picking a guy up like that and moving him immediately if possible. Could he be, you know, a starter in this league? Sure, there's that chance, but I'm I'm willing to take the the risk <laughs> that that you know doesn't happen and move on from him. Yeah, no. If there was a if there was a time to sell him, in my opinion, you would have got most value right after the game last week. That's that's true. I mean, you still can. I think that I think that value probably still holds up until Tampa Bay. You know, as far as him taking over, him winning the game, which is ridiculous in and of itself that they were able to do that, but. Yeah, uh, I think Josh is right. His value may be highest right now. It could completely decline from here if he just sucks the rest of the way. Absolutely. Baker Mayfield was released from Carolina and picked up off of waivers by the Rams. Sorry, before we move on to this, I do want to say I think that Jimmy G is a good buy candidate this offseason. And if you're not in contention you know, now and through this offseason, because he first of all he's played well enough for the 49ers to sign him back and at the very least he's back up to Trey Lance who is shaky at at best right and there's also an opportunity that another team saw what he can do and wants to take a shot on Jimmy G going into next year as a bridge QB again so I just think his value is going to completely tank so you could probably get him for like nothing but uh but yeah on to Baker yeah I mean that kind of worked out for us we talked about this last offseason mm-hmm. trying to get Jimmy G cheap and it worked out pretty good for uh for the most most of the season. Yeah, yeah. If it wasn't for injuries, it would have worked out great through the rest of the season. So yeah. All right. So yeah, Baker to the Rams. Like Baker's gotta be better than Wolford or whoever else they're starting over there. Uh, right? I sure hope so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> I know. I I keep I mean I keep fighting the fight. I think I'm the only one left on this hill fighting the fight for Baker. <laughs> it's really lonely. I know that. I don't my hear D, a whole lot my, of my, my DU two team is fighting. Yeah, I don't with you. hear a whole lot of uh, voices backing me up here, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel mean, like Baker's like the same <clears throat> like personality type as McVeigh. Like these dudes go out like crush beers together. Like I don't know, <laughs> they're out there like grabbing their nutsack. Like what now? You know? I mean, I think I that it, like, if you want to buy into it, then you're like, yeah, Sean McVeigh is the best coach he's ever played with, and he can turn his whole career around, and this, that, and the other. So. Yeah, I mean, if you want to buy into it, I'm sure that there's a you know you can get him for fairly cheap, regardless of where he landed, because he's been absolute garbage. So, if you want to buy into him, you certainly can. I wouldn't want to spend anything more than a third ish 
type deal for him. And I think that's a great, I think it's like a great buy, honestly, because, you know, a third, if it gets you a starting quarterback, that's awesome. And if not, it's, you didn't give too much up. I don't know. But somebody wants, I'm sure more than that is probably just going to hold. I would. Yeah. I I don't see any value there. And if he is able to do something, I'll eat my words, but I just really don't see anything happening. You gotta have faith. All right. Uh, what about James Cook? By James Cook, he went last week, 14 carries, six targets, 110 yards, led the team in all-purpose yards. He's got the juice, right? Like he, he I, looks. Th- this like is a guy. Back. Yeah, this is a guy to monitor for sure. Like, I don't know if I'm trying to buy into him right now because I imagine that there's going to be a game or two where he slumps completely, and and Devin Singletary is the guy, right? Like, but I think long-term Cook is who they want to use there. And he definitely looks like he has the ability to improve his game, to develop his game into something that is more sustainable, right? Like a more sustainable role for that team. So yeah, I, I mean, what are you spending on him right now? Nothing. Cause somebody's probably going to try to rake you over the coals for him. He's, he's on yeah. the bills. They're going to try to get something near a first value. And I don't want to spend that. He's probably worth a second round pick. Like he's probably worth a 23 second and a third or something like that. Uh, uh, but just because I, I don't think that team supports running backs the way that they need to be supported for fantasy. Like he, he's not going to get the catches all the time like that. Josh Allen takes a lot of rushing work away from them. It's going to be a committee of sorts. So, yeah, but he looks better than, than I think most expected. We talked about this early on. I remember saying on, on a pod that, the NFL is going to like James Cook a lot more than than fantasy mm-hmm. liked him, and it was true. And uh, now I think it's I think the two are meeting now. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I, I think there's something there for sure. He looks good. Oh, I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, he he's going to be a guy who you can like throw in the flex. Like he's going to be a lot like James White plus. You know what I mean? Like I think i think because he's on a great offense that's why but uh i i just think he's kind of like that asset where you're never gonna he's like a running back too low and running back too all his career all right uh by deontay question mark yeah i was looking at his number <clears throat> at his numbers uh 25.9 percent target share unfortunately just a 1.23 yards per uh per route run i don't i put two p's there <laughs> but uh but yeah so he's not really producing a ton but he's getting like a ridiculous amount of targets so i'm wondering you know this is a guy who's been a wide receiver one he dominates in route running he's a great wide receiver he just is and if this team improves i mean they they signed him to a contract so he has a couple years left there with with pickett you know if pickett kind of develops his game i think he'll produce more on this target share one thing to mention along with this is George Pickett's peripherals similarly uh, or not similarly rather uh, in con- in contrast to what uh, Deontay Johnson is doing, George Pickens is only demanding 15.3% target share and 15% or sorry, 1.24 yards per hour run. Right. So he's same kind of lack of production, but on way less targets. So a little bit concerned about Pickens, a little encouraged by Deontay think that the entire community is probably super low on Deontay. So you could probably get him like really cheap. And I think that there's better days ahead for him. Pickens, I'm not so sure about. I might want to sell off the hype this year. I saw that. I saw you posted, Hey, anybody interested in Pickens? In yeah. one of our group chats. Yeah. And yeah. I think Deontay's probably like uh, at least top five and like targets without, you know, this touchdown 
percentage is super, super low. Like he, he's due, he's due some re- regression there. So. Yeah. We talked about this last week in, in relation to Najee Harris, that offense is terrible right now and it's not doing anything for fantasy. And they're, they're just kind of like, they, they, I think they just got a win actually, didn't they? They just, they're, but they're like, they're like really grinding out wins. Like it's not pretty football. And I think that it is encouraging seeing them pull games out of their asses. You see Pickett, you know, doing what he can in the big moments and he doesn't look great. Don't get me wrong, but in moments he does. And I think that means that, you know, you could see, like I said, better days ahead for the entire group with another year under their belt with Pickett coming in with a full camp with all these weapons around him. It might get better if they can improve some of the, you know, other stuff, offensive line and whatnot. So. I like Deontay Johnson regardless, though. If he's on another team, this team, I think he's just a really good receiver, and he he wins against whatever matchup he's facing. So if his quarterback can be better, he'll be better. Yeah, great. It all comes down to the quarterback play. Yeah. I think he's been playing a little bit better over the last few weeks. Just, you know, throwing it out yeah, there. I agree. Speaking of bad quarterback play, we don't have this on the sheet, but Deshaun Watson, absolutely. Oh, wow. dude, dude looks terrible. <clears throat> Do you think it's going to get better for him? I mean, I... He's incompleting like shovel passes. Yeah, but it's got to get better, right? Like he's, he's yeah. two years of no football. Like, you would have to hope so. I mean, but I, this was something I kept screaming about when everybody was saying buy him after the trade is he's two years out of football. I mean, obviously he was pro- hopefully conditioning, but you know, it's not hundred percent. And the rest of this year, I think it was a wash and next year probably is also, but. I'm lot to say. Putting putting like the personal stuff aside, because I think we're probably on the same page as, yeah. as far as him being a, a scumbag. Like, if the, just you know name off of this guy, this is a buy candidate, right? Like, I feel like there's yes. opportunity to to purchase him. Like, if you think that this is just a slump because he's coming back, and that I mean they're invested, he ain't going anywhere. No, <laughs> he's not going anywhere. So. so it's got to get better. It's got to get better. So I think that if you can trade like a single first for him or Mike white and something for him, like that's something that you should probably be doing. Right. Actually I have Mike white and console wars. Maybe I'll go try this. I'm always, I, I'm always ready to grab some value as much as I can't yeah. stand the guy. I mean, Mike white plus some mid pick I might do for him, but that would yeah. probably honestly be like the only situation I cannot see myself giving up a first rounder for him. Yeah, Tyler Huntley and Mike White for Deshaun Watson. Someone might do that. Yeah. Right. Right. Which is crazy. Yeah. Because there's people out there holding Watson because of his personal stuff that would like just want to get rid of him. I have Tyler Huntley and <laughs> and uh, Mike White in consoles. Maybe someone I'll try might that. do that. Yeah. <laughs> just do it before do it before Sunday if you want to do it. Yeah, I know, and I don't know if I really want to do it, but maybe. <laughs> I think a lot of people forget that like before the suspension and all that stuff, like he was consensus top three, top four dynasty QB consensus. There's no question about that, but I mean, any player part his personal stuff aside, any player that's out for two years, I'm going to have major question marks about and not fully being invested. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. That's why, that's why I'm the only opportunities that I take on him are super by low opportunities. And that's what I see this as. So if I can, if I can take that shot, if it doesn't work out, I won't feel so bad about it because of everything we just said. Uh, so yeah, I mean, okay, just wanted to bring that up. Price check on Gabe Davis. This came up in the Discord a little bit. I like it. 
we were talking, I think uh, Ben was talking about him a little bit. I remember I traded him uh, on our Debbie team for Mike Evans, and that's probably a wash at this point right now. I haven't actually looked at where they're – it's probably Gabe Davis ahead of him, honestly, in, in production this year uh, or points per game. I, I'm not sure, but it's got to be close. Either way, I still think it was a good process. I still think it's a good trade. Gabe Davis, in I mean, just looking at it, 16.8% target share up from 13.1% last year. That's that's not much, and this is he's exactly who he's always been. If you go and, and you look at his stats back to back to back in the last three years – they are exactly the same. He's at, he's probably going to have like, like, I don't know, 15, 20 more targets this year than he did last year. You know what I mean? But the peripherals are exactly the same. He's not really producing too much on them. I think, uh, I think I have his numbers actually right here. So yeah, with the, with the yards per route run 1.6, like that's not, that's not great. You know what I mean? It's not bad by any means. Like it's pretty average. It's just not great. Like it's not what, you bought him for nope. you know so i think ben where, where i'll finish my mini rant on is ben was like i'd trade a 23 first for him and i wouldn't like I, I don't know really what's there i mean other than yeah he has the 50 point game in him he does obviously josh allen right but so does isaiah mckenzie he has like the 30 point game in him right like he's got yeah. something like that in him and he's way cheaper so like if i'm going to invest in the bills offense i think i'm going to do it in a different way or go after digs who is guaranteed to get the targets or something like that. You know what I mean? I don't know if I want to spend a 23 first on Gabe Davis still seeing what we've seen. He's a good player. He's not great. And he, I don't think he's worth all that. Oh, great. I'm not spending a first on him. I mean, I probably, I would pony up a second, but personally, I'm not spending a first on him. I can tell you that trying to get a first 23 first for Gabe Davis is not easy. I have a share that I acquired <laughs> of him like this last summer and still, I think maybe more, more folk, think about him the way we do than the ones that are really loud about him. And yeah. I think the, the, the majority is, you know, we know who Gabe Davis is and he's not worth it first. So. But all it takes I, is I, one, I don't all think it so. takes is one Bill's mafia fan. And I've been trying, I've been trying and you're good. He is who we thought he, he was. He, he is. is. He is who we thought he was. Ne- yeah. Ne- next one's kind of sad. Cause like I, and not, not just me, but a lot of people because Matt Ryan, you know, they tried to get to Sean Watson. So he's like, fuck you guys. I'm going to Indy. And I was like, Michael Pittman. Here we go. And uh, so, yeah, price check on Michael Pittman. So 23 first or Michael Pittman? Uh, no. I do no. a second. I do. I, I would do a second though any day. I mean, I'm so hot. I'm so high in Pittman. It's, the, in my opinion, the quarterback play. Matt Ryan is washed. He kind of is. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to, like, Michael Pittman's young. They got, they're going to be a new QB there. There's going to be a new QB there eventually. A uh, f- friend of the show, Lewis Glover at FF Down Under and Dynasty Under Douglas from League One. I remember he traded a first for Michael Pittman straight up. Uh, Michael Pittman went for a first straight up in console wars. So this that that's a deal that's getting done all over the place. But just looking at the numbers here, 24.9% target share, which is pretty good stuff. That's what you want to see. 1.6 yards per out run. Not great. 6.7 a dot this absolutely shocked me 6.7 a dot i mean like literally shoot matt ryan into the sun like what are we <laughs> what are we doing here i don't even like michael pittman that much but he should not be getting he his targets should be like over 10 yards yeah, down the double field. that like, double it, that yeah. yeah it should not be it should not be right at the line of scrimmage or, or just thereafter so yeah i don't love what i'm seeing there but i do think that a qb improvement would help that said they've tried to improve their qb position like 
every three times. single year. Yeah, over the over each of the last three seasons, and they're not going to have a, a high pick in the draft. So I don't really see where it's going to get much better. So yeah, super concerned for me on Michael Pittman. I'm not trading a 23 first for him. In the Discord, somebody asked Josh Jacobs or Michael Pittman and two twenty two or two twenty three seconds. I'm inclined to still go with Josh Jacobs there. It's probably pretty close deal to be honest with you, but I, I just think I can get more for Josh Jacobs. And I think the argument was heading into next season, you won't be able to trade Josh Jacobs for this. It's not next season yet. We still got some time, and I'd look for another deal. Yeah, that's a uh, the two different sides of that 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 trade scenario are. Are you playing for next year? Or are you playing for this year? So, you know, Michael Pittman in the two seconds don't do me a whole lot of good. If I'm in fourth place and I'm trying to compete, Josh Jacobs sure as hell does. We touched on that like a long time ago too. Good for us, by the way. Yeah, but but also like, does it help me for next year that much? Like, yeah, my, Michael Pittman, obviously there's going to be better days ahead, I'm sure. But I just think that you can do better than that. So if you want to look ahead to next season, maybe find a different target. I'd honestly be looking for, one of these rookie wide receivers this year in a second alone or something like that. That's even smarter. I'm great on that, but to me, it's honestly a tough one. But I mean, I guess if you're playing for this year, it has to be Josh Jacobs. For sure. For sure. If you're doing this year, it's got to be Jacobs. But I mean, in a vacuum, which side do you like, Josh? Honestly, the Pittman side, only because in my opinion, Pittman has a longer career. I mean, that's definitely the allure of that trade. Yeah. But And also, in my opinion, Pittman has a better chance of being traded and producing than them bringing in a good QB. And I definitely could see Indy, especially because they're not going to have a high first, possibly trading him to get some more assets in there. Yeah, the only issue with that is that's going to take some time and you're projecting and you don't know how long it's going to take for the Q. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of like guessing and waiting. And like for me, I'm looking more for points and dynasty value at the same time. So I again, like I'd be looking for another – like I'd almost be going for Traylon Burks since he's injured now and like those kind of things – Oh no, we lost Billy. Oh, Bill. Well, what he meant to say was like Elijah <laughs> Moore, but <laughs> no, I, I I get what Billy's trying to say. You know, instead of trying to get somebody like Pittman, who's who's he's not old or anything, but he's just been in the league a little bit longer. But why not try to get even younger? Yeah, and I no, I, to- I totally get that. Agreed. I just also feel though, especially in some leagues where this is the trade deadline week. I'm back. I think. Yeah, you're good. Elijah Moore. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last thing I heard. <laughs> Although I, I was going to say, though, about Pittman, like I was looking to trade him this week. Someone was looking for a wide receiver and console, and I'm out of console. And I was like, oh, I'll do Pittman. But he's on a buy this week. Like it's really hard to sell a player that's on a buy. So hopefully uh, somebody will want him come week 15. What I was going to quickly say was in leagues where this is a trade deadline week, I could feel I feel there might be more pressure to get this deal done versus leagues where there is no deadline. For sure. All right. P. Ryan handcuffed. Man, he looks good. God. It's crazy to say, but like, man, he looked a little bit better than Joe Mixon out there right now. It is weird. It is weird. But I wish they would give him, like, why Why don't they split it more, like, 15 to 10 touches or something? You know what I mean? Like, P. Ryan does not get the work that that uh, an Alexander Madison gets. or And, he, and he's definitely as good. He's proven yeah. to be yeah. as good as Alexander Madison when he has to take the, the role on his own. So... Yeah, it's really a strange situation with, with Piran. This came through the Discord as well. Everybody hop in there, Dynasty Underdog Discord. Links everywhere on Twitter. We can send it to you. We tweet it all the time. But yeah, somebody was asking, like, I'm trying to trade Piran for a third round pick to the Mixon owner who's a contender. Why are they not doing this? Like, why is the Mixon manager not accepting this offer? Do they not want to handcuff Mixon? 
And like a lot of people don't like to handcuff their own players. We, we talk about this a lot. It's not a really high value play. There's not a ton of times where where the the backup does as well as the the starter. That said, though, we've seen P. Ryan do it already. Why would you not want to, you know, to help yourself, to pad yourself with a guy who you know is going to score the same, if not more points, than Mixon when he gets the lead role if Mixon is is injured? So, I mean, for me, like, I I think if I was a contender and I didn't have P. Ryan, I would go and trade a third for him if somebody was offering me that. That's actually pretty cheap, if you ask me, for, for a contender who's pushing in a guy like that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm 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 in on that. If I were if I were a contender, I'd be doing. I have Pirine everywhere. I happen to be a contender in in all those leagues, and I'm not. I wouldn't sell him obviously because I've seen the value, and I, he's helped me win games, which is wild. Like he was on waivers sometimes this year. Pirine, Samaja Pirine is a strange, strange dynasty asset, and it's very hard to gauge what to do with him. Honestly, I'd spend a second on him right now. It's tough. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I don't love it. I'll I'll take the controversial take. I don't care. No, um, I, I, I'm, I'm yeah. I mean, you do you. I, I'm just saying, like, for me, like, I, there's got to be a better player you can spend a second on right now, especially with, like, Mixon coming back. If Mixon was out for the season, I could maybe see doing that, but, yeah. Now, because of the way Piran has played the last couple of weeks, do you see any – do you feel there's any chance that he'll get more touches when Mixon comes back? I, mean, I hope so. Like, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I, I mean, really, I mean, obviously, I'm going to bring this back to what I'm most familiar with, but – if they did a little bit of a, the Dak and Pollard thing, like Piran could definitely do that, you know, and I don't see why they don't use him more. He he looks good. I mean, he passes the eye test like completely. He looks explosive. I know he's a little bit older and it's like, like you were just saying, Billy, like he's just kind of a funny asset to have. But this time of year is one of those times of years where like handcuffing your running backs, I'm all for it. Go for it. You know, if you get a, your handcuff, that's good for a third, then you probably should if you're in contention. Is there any way you'd start him this week? Or are you benching him because Mixon's back? If we hear they're they're gonna take it slow with Mixon, he's gonna get a light load. Then yeah, sure. I think I think if if they split carries, like P Ryan's probably a good flex play. Like they, you know, if you have a lot of you know, deep rosters, whatever it is, deep starting lineups, definitely an opportunity there. And and maybe either way, they do work Mixon back. You know, this week slowly. So, but once he's back healthy, they literally have shown they give it to one running back. Like, P. Ryan will have, you know, three targets and two carries. It's like, that's nothing. That's not going to do us any good. And he'll have a touchdown every once in a while on him, too. But that's just because he's clearly pretty talented. That said, I, I can't I, – until I see it, I'm not going to give that advice, you know. Well, this is a fun one because, you know, obviously we've talked about it because that's what we do. But is anyone buying into Odell back? This now, is, no. I've seen trades for him. I've seen now, him. Now is know. when you do it, Josh. Now is when you do it. All right. Because his value is so, it's so ambiguous. It's so in flux, right? Like you, the, the Cowboys just came out and said they're, they're not giving him a deal yet. He won't be ready till January, whatever it is, right? He won't be ready till, till the Super Bowl, <laughs> whatever the, the deal is. Odell is not quite ready, but would you sell, would you send a fourth for him right now as a contender just in case? Yeah, I think. Before the season, I think I sent a fifth for him in the league just just to throw him on my bench to see what the fuck. But, it, yeah, I can't see myself really paying up any more than that right now, especially with the report from the Cowboys. I was hopeful, but when the report came out, I kind of lost any hope. Man, I'm surprised you guys don't have more, like, tinfoil hat situation going on with Jerry Jones. Like, oh, he came out and said his medicals were bad. He's just trying to get a better deal. 
Like, I'm proud of you guys for not like falling for that. No, <laughs> that's we, right we, up Josh's alley too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Normally it is, but no, on this one. We we talked about it last year. Like he his ACL it was during the Super Bowl. Like this was February. Like we should have were like he's not playing next year. And it's you know, it's true. It goes with all the timelines, all the you know, good Twitter doctors out there, like, you know, he could be ready in about three weeks. Well, about three weeks is about the beginning of January. So is he going to end up on a team? Maybe. Is it going to be during the playoffs? Yeah. Is it going to take a while for him to get acclimated? Yeah. Is he going to be producing? Probably not. Like, let's be honest here. If you're going to go out and trade for Odell Beckham Jr. is because you're hoping he's actually healthy and does stuff next year. But he's up there in age, guys. Like, we all love rookie Odell Beckham or – uh, sophomore year, Odell Beckham, the one-handed catch, Odell Beckham, like, and he had a really good run with the Rams last year, but like, it's thirty years old. I mean, I'm just not buying it. Uh, what I what I sent a fourth over for him, yeah, it's just who knows. But that's only also I don't like really picking fourth round picks, but that's beside the point. Like, I mean, we got to let this one go. Like he's had a good career. Let it go. It's over. It's over. It's It's okay. It's over. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I wouldn't send anything more than that for him. I would, if I'm not contending, I'd trade him away for probably anything anybody would send me. So, yep. Okay, cool. Cool. All right. Really quick. Wanted to jump into some quick advanced stat standouts. These are just a couple. Uh, There's a lot of great standouts as far as advanced stats go. I mean, the list is very long, but these are some guys, some of them probably pretty obvious, but I think, Definitely two of them, maybe three of them are guys that you could look look ahead to next season that you could buy low, you know, between now and then or, you know, for the for the playoffs if you don't have a deadline or anything like that. So, yeah, wow, I'm going to really try this one. Chigazim <laughs> Aquanko, Aquanko. That wasn't that bad. That's that was enough. close. Yeah, yeah right, right. Uh, tight end for the Tennessee Titans. I, I think that this guy has kind of got a little buzz about him the last week, so you may have heard his name. He's... He's definitely not on your waivers. Maybe he is, honestly. I'm always surprised by by other leagues. So maybe he is on your waivers. But either way, uh, targets per route run. I, these are all I put the wrong acronym. It's amazing. But uh, yeah, targets per route run, 28.4%. And yards per route run, 3.13, which is ridiculous, right? Now he has like, I think, 88 routes run. But he just got started to be worked into the offense more lately. And just, I mean, the peripherals there, the efficiency there, the production there is just ridiculous on, on, you know, the routes that he is running. So this is a guy for sure with tight ends takes a couple years. I would be looking to buy him for the low, low now. So that's one. I'm just going to go through him real quick and we can touch on him. Chris Olave. This is another one. Uh, targets per hour run 29.6%, 2.68 yards per hour run, just a monster. But I think we all know that. Christian Watson really coming into his own 26.1 targets per hour run yards per hour run 2.62. So if you, you know, I think it's time to start believing in Christian Watson bottom line, Darius Slayton. Uh, this is a guy that Uriah brought up last week as a buy for going into the playoffs. Just looking at the peripherals. Again, I wasn't you know, wrong. You weren't wrong. Targets per hour run 21.5% yards per hour run 2.3%. There is nobody else there. And he's actually doing it against competition, like good competition this year. So he's, He's doing pretty well. And this one kind of surprised me. Jacoby Myers, targets per hour run 24.8%, yards per hour run 2.23%. Just right off the bat, I lean towards context and that just the team isn't great. We don't have great receivers, but he's demanding the targets and he's doing pretty well with them. So 
yeah, this is this is a guy who I think is going to get a contract. And I don't know if everybody's still very high on him. So I think you can still get him pretty cheap. I'd send a second for Jacoby Myers. All day, every day. Thoughts on any of those guys? That's a great list. So Aquanqua, which is awesome. Like I went around looking around the leagues uh, to see if he's on any waivers. And like you could kind of see the history of players and when they're picked up. And like, I mean, this guy was picked up in like May in some of my leagues, June in some of my leagues. I haven't even heard about him until like two or three weeks ago. Absolute stud. That team could definitely use a tight end. So like, this is cool. Like, this is cool. Like, he has a chance to be, like, when we had uh, Coupe Fiasco on here, he's talking about uh, tight ends that could be second in targets on the team. This is a guy that kind of fits the bill. You know, you got Traylon Burks, and then you got Okwankwo. So, I love that. Chris Olave, really cool. We talked about how, well, one, I talked about him two years ago. Like, I absolutely loved him, but he went back to school. He's just really, really good at football. So, I wish they would put Jameis Winston in and see what he could do. He just... If anything, he's got to have more heart in this game than Andy Dalton. Like, you just know, like, they had an interview with him. He's like, how do you feel about being backup? And he's like, it hurts. It hurts my soul. I want to be in there. I'm like, put Jameis in there. Like, we all want to see him play. So, and I would love to see Olave with Jameis Winston. Christian Watson, I'm going to take the L on right now. Maybe it's a little soon. I'm still a little concerned about Aaron Rodgers, what's going on. But, like, and I will say this as a, you know, second in command with the Dubs, leading the Dubs team. But Christian Watson didn't ball out until Dubs was injured. Given that Christian Watson was injured earlier in the season, but you can't really take away all the touchdowns and stuff that Christian Washington has produced. He put up three against my Cowboys in his breakout game. I hate him for that, and uh, I could be wrong on him. I'm going to say I'm mostly wrong on him. Darius Slayton totally nailed this one last year, or last episode. He's out there. He's commanding a lot of targets, a lot of volume. When they had to go and get a first down, they threw it to him, long missed, went straight back to Darius Slayton again for a long bomb just to try to get anything done. They trust this guy. Uh, I'm not going to call him a stud, but he, he's doing it. And there's not a lot of competition there, but like, you know, he's getting it done. And Jacoby Myers, that's Josh's dude, been Josh's dude for like three years. Nobody else has stand harder for Jacoby, and he's out there producing. Just the offense isn't great. And I just, yeah, these are great standouts. Good job. No, it's a great list. The only one I'm questioning is Watson, and that's because of Dubs. But other than that, I think the other four are fine. Yeah, I think Watson, just the way he's producing, is it's kind of hard to dismiss what he's doing. <laughs> I know. I want to. I know. He was uh he was seventh on my my film review list, uh right be- right behind Olave, actually. So yeah, London Burks Wilson Moore probably wrong on that Dobbs Olave Watson I mean it's pretty close I was or not Dotson sorry Watson Dotson I was low on too low interesting looking back at that definitely some stuff to take from that but okay cool just wanted to touch on some of those guys I think that there's there's opportunity especially I think um Slayton Myers I, I don't know exactly what the opportunity is there like I, I don't think they're all the same I think some are by low for next year in Aquanco and Myers, Slayton is more short term, but they're they're doing what they need to be doing by the numbers. So, okay, real quick, we talked about trade etiquette. This is just general fantasy etiquette, I guess. Do you let your opponent know if they have someone on buy in their lineup? Like when the the matchup, you know, Sunday morning, you wake up, you look, you're like, damn, that guy has, you know, Kyler Murray still on buy. The rest of his lineups set. Do you let them know or do you just take that W right there? You're like, no, 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 no. I'll take my advantage. Every edge matters. You take that W and you keep going. That's what I like to hear, Josh. <laughs> I really do. I really, what do you do, Uriah? You know, honestly, I just assume they're tanking. 
<laughs> and just keep going. I like that. That's how you to make yourself feel better about it. No, they're just tanking. It's all good. That's yeah, what you know. I mean, I mean, I've started to do them by before. Roster. And <laughs> God, we talk about this all the time. And yet, you're. I mean, you're more cutthroat about it than I am. Like, you know, I I was raised in the Midwest, so like, you know, I got yeah, some yeah, yeah. <laughs> not this East Coast elite, <laughs> but. Yes, yes. But uh, no, I'm not saying shit. No, I'm not, I'm not. You know, that's not. It's not my deal, right? It's none of my business who they're starting. That's their yeah, team. Yeah, I'd I'd be lying if I didn't say that I'd have three wins this season because of this exact scenario right here. <laughs> <laughs> you take them however you can get them, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think like if it was you or Jake or Matt or you know, if it was it's somebody, if it was our listener leak. Yeah, yeah, uh, I like, would let them know. Yeah, for sure. If it was some, and I, I actually did that with, with one of my uh, matchups in one of the Dynasty General Glistener Leagues because something had happened the week before, which ended up not mattering in, in the grand scheme of things as far as points go. So all good on that. But I, I was like, yo, make sure you set your lineup, bro. <laughs> but either way, uh, in general, I will take every edge. Like, I don't like, it's you like set your lineup. I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? I've missed, I've missed guys. Like I, Kyler Murray, I miss, you know, I miss putting them in, in like two or three leagues. Like nobody's letting me know that. Like, that's fine. That's on me. Right. And I think it's the same thing. Like if you forget to check your league, like that's on you. And I, otherwise I assume you're tanking just like Uriah said. So uh, I think you can do it. I, I don't think it's a bad thing, but I think it's a, it's not in your best interest to do so. So yeah, take every edge you can get. Uh, just kind of sticking in line with like by bi- week or not by week, yeah, by week players and, and players in your lineup that are out. So I, I just tweeted this out because I, I'm in a, a league that I, I is a orphan I took over. There's a unwritten rule in this league inserting, inserting the highest scoring player on your bench when one was ruled out or didn't play. Like that has to be one of the worst rules I've ever seen in in a dynasty league. This happened with Mike Williams this past week. He had projected points. I put him in my lineup. He's the only player in my lineup that didn't play because, you know, because he was like ruled out like on Sunday morning. And I guess like I didn't go in and, and check and change it. And I have like, and I am tanking in this league at this point, right? I had AJ Brown on the bench. I had like a ton of players on the bench. AJ Brown went off for like 50 points, puts him in my lineup and I get a W. Meanwhile, meanwhile, that means that I I would have been like second to last place ahead like under the commissioner who is now ahead of oh. me. And, and I'm like and and Damn. I know and and he said this has happened before his brothers in the league and it happened earlier in the league with his brother. I don't really give a shit. I think it's just an observing rule. And like I I just it, like I taken my L whatever. I might not be in this league next year. I'm like it's just. It just feels like I just shouldn't. Like I, I, like I said to somebody, I feel like all of a sudden I'm in one too many leagues. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's like, what, what are we doing here? Like, figure out a better way to do. And if we were doing the standings by by max points four, which is what sleeper keeps, so essentially potential points, then I, I think I would still be like in third or fourth or whatever. But just do it the right way. Don't don't do it the wrong way. This is the wrong way to do it. Like, if you're gonna do it, do it the right way. Go by potential points. Go by some other standing not inserting the most points on your bench into the lineup that's just that's just mind-blowing to me it's that's ridiculous that's absolutely ridiculous yeah so uh just just something that shouldn't be happening don't do it don't do it's that it's gotta be like the only league out there that does that no i've i've heard of this before but i think it's absolutely asinine 
Well, then just leave your leave your leave your bench empty or your your starting mm-hmm. roster empty. It's, it's with, literally best. And ball. then and then it's best ball. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. This is like <laughs> this is like a mixture of best ball. Just, I, just I, do I, that, and you'll have the best score every week. It's uh, my are goodness. you kidding me? Yeah, it drives me crazy. Uh, and then the fact that like it puts you ahead of the commission, he's gonna have a better pick because of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. We need to get him on like a Mori or something. Have him take a lie detector. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> does it automatically do it, or does the commission have to? No, manually... he does it and manually. Does it? Oh, fuck yeah, that that's shyster. Yeah, like I was like, I looked at it, I was like, wait, I I just won that matchup. How? And I was like, oh, okay, all right, my guy. Like, and he I ended up saying to him, like, honestly, it's your league. Like, I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna argue about this with you. You know what I mean? And he responded back with like two big messages and I didn't even read them. I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm super over this. Like I have, this is the only league that I'm like under 500 in. And like, I don't have enough like energy to, to like care about it. You know, I'm like, I got plenty of leagues to care, care about that are actually contending. And this is just ridiculous that we're doing this. So how much time does this commissioner have to be manly doing that every week? This is like <laughs> this is my other thing. This is my other thing about worry. Okay, the the whole idea of like you're not allowed to have a buy player in the lineup or this that and the other. Now, like you should have to set a legal lineup. We've talked about this with the dynasty underdog leagues and all that. Like obviously that should be a rule. Forgetting to put a player in, one player is not setting an illegal lineup in my opinion. Like you forgot to do something or a player was ruled out and you didn't have the time to do it. Whatever. That's not how the rule works for in my opinion if i'm a commissioner i'm not enforcing it that way i'm enforcing it if you're intentionally setting lineups inappropriately that's the whole point <laughs> with free that's agents the whole point stuff, yeah. this guy is going around each week and checking that's the only <laughs> way you can do it that's ridiculous like get out of here don't feel bad i had mike williams in one of my lineups too so like i mean i thought he was gonna play i just i thought he was gonna play that's it i thought that it was, was set like, yeah. I'm good. Like, un- unbelievable, unbelievable. And like, again, he's going around and checking each week, or he has somebody doing it for him. Somebody is checking each week. That is insane behavior. You should not be doing that. That's crazy. Well, that was fun. I've never heard of anything like that before. So, now listen, you play as much as we do. We'll come across just about <laughs> everything, you know? So, that's true. Don't do that, guys. Don't do that. Terrible fantasy etiquette there. All right. Trades and non trades. Finish it off here. We're so good on time. Like, you know, we're going to finish right on time. It's amazing. Okay. Okay. So this is, this is one that when the trade got done, the first comment was that's wild. Uh, <laughs> I, I ended up having a conversation with this, this person because he's really, really good at fantasy and he part of DFF and we chat a lot and just, you know, give each other advice or whatever, but ended up saying that it was, it wasn't that he understood it, but, uh, but it's still wild. And I do think it's wild. So I had Darren Waller second overall in this league and i've been getting by without darren waller i just lost lamar jackson i only have jalen hurts and lamar jackson and we're going into the fantasy playoffs and i'm like i I need a quarterback what am i going to do here nobody's trading me a quarterback so finally i get this deal uh darren waller from mike white straight up right and i'm like that just that feels wrong like it just feels wrong i need something else back so i i see as kate otten out there kate otten obviously tied in one this past week that's not going to continue going forward, but he has the ability to produce. And I, I think that he's a very good developmental asset. So I, I decided, all right, let me move on from Darren Waller. He asked for Kyle Phillips back. My roster can handle that. So I said, I'll give you Darren Waller and Kyle Phillips from Mike White and Kate Auden. Obviously, Mike White is probably a five-game rental, but he has a great fantasy playoff schedule. Anybody 
hate me for this? What do you think? I did when you first brought it up in our group chat, <laughs> but after thinking it through and everything, and I mean, I definitely understand why you pulled the trigger and made this trade. Well, I hate it, so I'm glad you don't. <laughs> I, I, Look, I I'm trying to give you some props here. I mean... No, be honest with me. I don't need any props. I feel just fine. Uh, I, I mean, I'll be. I'll say exactly what I said in the text. I feel the trade is lopsided, and Darren Waller, you should be getting more value for. Yep, you should be. Darren Waller's value has tanked quite a bit. And I, again, like I said before, I was like, maybe I'm just like scorned and scorched earth because like I invested way too much in Darren Waller this year and across Scott Fishbowl, Console Wars, other places. Like he's old. Kyle Phillips hasn't scored a point since like, I don't know, week three or something like that. Scorned lover, you? Yeah, I think so. And you don't typically, man, I've had just, I need Darren Waller out of my life right now. But Kyle Phillips is probably not going to do anything. Like, he's a guy that like, I liked before the year, but like the after the year he's had, we all know, like, historically, it's probably not great. Mike White's not going to be anything for you except for this year. And that's what you need him for. Kate Otten has more upside than Kyle Phillips. It's a weird trade, but I, I, uh, I'm not going to roast you for it. Like, I get it. Hopefully, Mike White goes out there and throws for 350 yards and two touchdowns every week the rest of the year. Yeah, I'm going to need it to happen. Like, he goes against Buffalo, who's been, you know, not great against the pass over the, the last couple of weeks, and their defense is just hurt. And then he gets, like, Detroit and Jacksonville. He's a great schedule ahead of him. So, if you can just keep the job, I know Robert Sala is out there talking about he wants to get Zach Wilson back in there. and He must be the only person who wants to get Zach Wilson back in there. <laughs> he was winning with Zach. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, barely, <laughs> barely. He's winning with whatever quarterback is in there, to be honest. <laughs> that defense is doing well. But but I think, yeah, I'm hoping Mike White keeps it going. But honestly, more about Darren, Darren Waller. I have pretty much lost faith in Darren Waller. Like, he, he could maybe come back this year and do something because they're so depleted uh, on, on offense as far as weapons go. It's like Adams and Jacobs and what else. So I could see Waller, you know, coming back and, and stepping into a role. But he's 30 years old. Like, I I do think that he's not long for the league. He's not long for the fantasy production we've seen from him in the past. He's He has a lot of soft tissue injuries with the hamstrings and stuff like that. So I kind of like moving on to Kate Otten. I do think that Kate Otten has shown some pretty impressive stuff in his first year. Getting, you know, the, the trust of Tom Brady, producing like he has winning the game this last week. It's There's, there's a lot there to like with Otten. He has a tough matchup this week, but again, like I'm, I'm not buying him for right now. So I, I don't know the way I look at it is Waller for Otten and Mike white. And I think it's a loss on Mike white, but it's, it's not a great trade. I think it's just a specific team trade that kind of needed to happen. And sometimes you got to do that, I guess. Yeah. It's weird. Okay. I got a Debbie league trade. This is another league. I'm second overall in, I believe. And I had Judy and Sutton on my bench. And this is pre-Sutton hamstring injury this past week. But I had Judy and Sutton, which I kind of hate having two players like that on the same team. Even though there's no real data behind that being a bad thing. But either way, I don't It's definitely it. offense like specific. Yeah, if, if you have like Pat Mahomes as your quarterback, it's probably not bad. But we have Russell Wilson, so it's been pretty bad. Let's ride. <laughs> let's, let's, he ain't riding anywhere. Worst trade ever. <laughs> so so either way, I'm trying to get assets to win now. Obviously, that's the point. Now, 
I have Marvin Harrison Jr. as a Debbie asset, and I really didn't want to give him up at all. I actually said I wouldn't give him up. I was I was saying that to everybody in the league, but then I got this trade come across Tyreek Hill, Latavius Murray, Isaiah McKenzie, and I got him to add in Jaden Daniels, who's the quarterback for LSU, for mm-hmm. Jerry Judy, Sutton, and Marvin Harrison Jr. Thoughts? So the way you wrote the trade, I thought you trade those players for those, and I was going to say, what the fuck? But considering you traded away Junior Southern, which, as you said, I personally don't like having two of the same wide receivers for the team. I think you did you got a nice return for them. Yeah, uh, the biggest one is because it's, it's Debbie. So you have Mar- Marvin Harrison Jr., really top asset, asset there. Um, but we don't know what he's going to do in the NFL. We don't know, right? He, he's probably going to be pretty <laughs> It's probably gonna I, be pretty good. I, I mean, I'm it's it's like it's got to be like 99% slam dunk. I know Marvin Harrison is going to be a stud in the NFL. If he's hey, not, I will. You know, be Laquan shocked. Treadwell was pretty good. Yeah, well, this guy I is know. the son of a Hall of Famer, and he looks amazing. So I, I wanted know. no, I did not want to give him up. But you're second in the league. You're second in the league, right? You're going for the going for the thing. You got Tyreek Hill, you know, 20, 30 points a game. Who knows? Latavius Murray. He's a guy, but he's getting work. Isaiah McKenzie's another one. You're talking about buying the cheapest piece in that offense. I mean, I like what you're doing here. You're, you're going to be mad about the whole Marvin Harrison Jr. thing. like In like three years, I'm going to be upset. That's yeah. probably going to happen. Like, I don't think he's going to face Clint. So, But you're going to feel pretty good winning this year. You know, so... We'll see. I hope so. I hope this pushes me over the top. I, I it's do decent. Ever- it's just one of those trades that you have to make. And like, there's no reason that you should have had Judy and Sutton on the same team in the first place. But yeah. I don't mind it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one. It really is. It's just, uh, I hate giving up Marvin Harrison Jr. Because I think that he's going to be so good, but it is two years out. And is he good? Like at the very best, he's probably somewhere near Tyree kill anyway. Right. Like as far as a fantasy producer, it doesn't get much better than Tyree. Hill. <laughs> like he's the kind of the top of that food chain as far as dynasty wide receivers have gone. So yeah. You need what Marvin Harrison Jr. might be doing in two, three years, but you kind of need it now. Yeah. And so you got Tyreek Hill. So I, I don't really hate it that much. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it helped me win <sighs> last yeah. week. So, but it's just, it, those trades are hard, man. They, they hurt really bad. But uh, it was, yeah, it's funny. It's sometimes you got to just go for it all. And uh, I think using that's honestly, it's essentially trading like the 2024 1.01 through 1.03 for yeah. Tyreek Hill. Yeah. And you got some stuff back. Like it's, and it's it's some fine. stuff back for Jerry Judy and, and Sutton. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. I'm done. I traded away Cameron Bray and Mike Evans and got back Miles Sanders and Kylan Granson. Yeah, I don't hate that. Sure. I mean, I, I like Granson's possible future over Cameron Bray. We kind of know who Cameron Bray is, and he's been in the league a long time. Mike Evans, love the guy, but he's long in the tooth. Miles Sanders is good for this year. I uh, hope you're, you're competing. Yeah, it's the league we're in. Oh, oh well, you're not competing. <laughs> I'm winning that one. <laughs> I'll see the playoffs. Uh, you don't want this. But I don't mind it. I, I think either way, Miles Sanders is probably the asset you're going to want for the future here. I, I, I kind of agree with how, how your eye broke it down. I, I think Mike Evans and Miles Sanders are very close as far as uh, value go. And Sanders is younger on a great offense. He'll probably stay there. So, yeah, I dig it. It sucks, man. Mike Evans really taking a tumble, huh? I know. But, I mean, like, the whole just, offense really has. And, you know, it's 
just two weeks ago he had nine targets. It's I have I don't think it's an Evans problem. I think it's a Bucks offense problem. Like oh, and sure. if you if you want to call it Brady, fine. Like I don't think he's been that bad to be honest with you. I think he's been off for sure. But I think he's getting rid of the ball before he wants to because of the offensive line. I I think it's like I don't think he's lost it. I think it's Bucks offense and he's cal- it's calculated. He needs to do what he's doing and he can't get the timing right with Evans. So I I just think that that's the problem. But Evans is older and will he have Brady next year? I don't know. So yeah, I see why the value is tumbling because. A lot of it was production this year, and you're not getting that, unfortunately. So, sucks. Yeah, I think like they had three of their starting offensive linemen like hurt before the season started. So, I I don't keep track to see who's come back or whatever, but you know it hasn't been great. You know he needs he needs a good clean pocket. Um, he's just not getting it. So yeah, I mean Evans still can get open. I don't think it's a I don't think anybody's lost anything really there, in my opinion. So hey, it's been great for all my Godwin shares. So I won't lie. I mean Godwin is incredible. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Really quick. Just wanted to touch on this. Just off season kind of trade theory. Something I've been thinking about George Kittle getting a little older, you know, Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, Jimmy G, who knows what it's going to be next year, but when it's not Jimmy G and even when it is, sometimes it's not great for Kittle, but when it's not Jimmy G, it's definitely not great for Kittle. So I'm trying to think of ways to like move on from Kittle. And I'm wondering if you can maybe move on from Kittle by trading him because he still has that allure. He still has that, you know, top five, top four, top three tight end kind of surrounding him. I think you can still move him for a guy like Hawkinson or Frermuth or definitely, definitely Frermuth or Dolchich plus like a second or something like that. Right. So I'm wondering, I mean, obviously Hawkinson would be the top tier of those guys and I'd like to see if I can get him plus something, but really just trying to move down a tier quote unquote, but it might just be the same tier to a cheaper option and get, plus in return and he's 28 years old going 29 again the production is not always there they might use him more as a blocker with the run game all the whole thing so i think that's something i'd I'd be looking into this offseason or if i'm not a contender anymore is moving him for one of those guys plus if i can yeah i'm all bored about trying yeah uh kittles 29 years old often injured lots of unknowns at quarterback um this is definitely a smart move to make Dulcich probably easily you get done and he's been he's been great we talked about how we think he actually has maybe some legs in this uh our little world here for the next you know few years just because what he's done so early on Fryermuth might actually be a little bit harder to get I know that people who have him at least me personally the ones I have like I'm not trying to get I'm not trying to give you a second in my Fryermuth for Kittle right now so I don't personally from you know no I don't think you'll be able to get that done but Hawkinson you might be able to get straight up to the right person. It just really depends. But I think what matters here is that I feel like it's smart to try to trade Kittle for another perceived lower tier tight end and try to get something back. I'm not sure if these are the right targets, but I definitely think it's like something you should explore. That's fair. Good breakdown. Yeah. I also think Mark Andrews is going to buy be a buy this offseason. And if you can turn Kittle into Andrews some way, even if you got to give Kittle in a third or whatever, like Mark Andrews, because of Lamar Jackson not doing well, because of the injuries, he's kind of taken slightly a step back and not really been what, what everybody wanted him to be. And it, it is zero to do with Mark Andrews and it will turn around. So if you can buy him low, that's what I'll be doing. He has been a buy low before. He's going to be a buy low again this year. Buy Mark Andrews. 
I love that. I dig it. Anything else you guys want to talk about? No. no. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Dynasty Underdog. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Underdog, at Uriah Dawkins, at Willie Beam DFF, and at Josh M. Goldberg. And follow us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Dynasty Underdog. Check out the Discord, free and open to everyone. Make sure you join and sign up. At Uriah Dawkins. At yeah, just I just changed FF. that. Yeah, I got rid of the just and the FF. No yeah. way, really. Yeah, you know, I've just been thinking about it. So. Wow, wow, big Damn. change, Uriah. I, know. I don't know if I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I could always go back. Nobody's taking just your IF. <laughs> I mean, I get ah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess it's good you got your your whole your own name there. Nobody had that. That was good. No, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one in the world. But yeah, do you think so? You're the only Probably. Dawkins ever. Probably. Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention. So I cut up, <laughs> I cut up this, I cut up this. Uh, what was it? Video from Twitter to make. Like a little drop for us. Anytime that anybody says Jamar Chase, this is what you're hearing going forward. Not this whole thing, but the end of it. He's a glizzy gobbler. So now going forward, anytime anybody says Jamar Chase, he's a glizzy every gobbler. time it's gonna cut in. Just so you all know. So <laughs> oh my be careful. God, that's crazy. Be careful with your Jamar Chases. He's a glizzy gobbler. That's what you get. T. Higgins dropping in the glizzy gobbler. That's what you got. Right? Lizzie. We're pros over here at uh, at Underdog, and we can. And Dynasty Underdog, and we can drop in cuts anytime we want. If <laughs> <laughs> we have the time. All right, that's all. All right, y'all have a good night. Perfect timing. One hour later. <laughs> <laughs>